everyone, welcome to another episode of Leaving Legacy. My name is Patrick, I am your Legacy Doobie. With me this week, as always, Mr. Jerry and me. What's up, Jerry? Well, not much, Pat. How you doing? I'm doing very well, man. I'm doing very well. We got a lot of stuff on the docket tonight. I know. We got so a lot much. to talk about. A lot to talk about. I'm chomping the bitch to talk about our big, our biggest topic, but um, we have some uh, a few things we want to get out of the way first and foremost. Um, so we actually have kind of a, a big announcement. Um, this is uh, something that's been in the works for a minute. We're pregnant. <laughs> Who's the mom? Uh, we haven't worked that one out yet. All right, we'll figure that out. <laughs> um, so we kind of have, a, like I said, we have a sort of a big announcement. It's been in the works for a while. Um, so in our efforts to grow uh, both this podcast and the legacy community as a whole, uh, we've begun a partnership uh, of sorts with hipstersofthecoast.com. Uh, so everyone knows that Jerry writes for hipsters, and it's been they've been really great with him. Um, I've got a chance to chat back and forth with Rich Stein and a few of the other people over there, and um, uh, we're gonna get start getting our podcast hosted over at Hipsters of the Coast as well. Oh yeah, and what does that mean for our listeners, Pat? What, what special surprise do they get? <laughs> All right, so <laughs> the first thing I want to talk about is. Um, What's not changing? Because I think that's actually more important. So if you guys listen to us on mtgcast.com every Monday, you'll definitely be able to get there. That will never change. We'll always post to mtgcast uh, unless they kick us off of there. <laughs> I don't think that ever, will ever happen. Uh, but for the foreseeable future, we'll always be with mtgcast. Um, I think they're a fantastic network. I mean, they do all their stuff for free. They've hosted us for years for free. Um, you know, they never ask for a dime, or they never force you to pay a dime, and um, and we really appreciate that. Um, so that will never change. You will always be able to hear us every Monday. Uh, Monday morning, you'll hear us uh, first thing when you wake up. So that that won't change. Um, you know, we're not going to be behind a paywall in any, any other site either. That won't that won't ever happen. Um, so our, what our efforts are with hipsters is that we want to get the cast out a few days early. And I felt, and I'm sure you felt, Jerry, that I didn't really want to change the day that we released on MTGCast because I think a lot of people really liked that we were on Mondays on, M- on, on MTGCast and I didn't want to change that or bring it earlier and say, well, you can still listen to it later. I just felt like that might have some feel bad. So um, when are we going to start posting, Jerry? We're going to post every Friday. Yeah, every Friday. Get fri- your legacy fix Friday morning. <laughs> Friday morning. So you can start the week with us or you can end the week with us, right? That's not bad. Um, so it's just to get it out a little bit early, uh, because we've had multiple times, Jerry, where like, what we've gone to GPs or big events in the weekends and it's kind of sucks that we have to record on Monday and then people don't hear it until the event's already over. Um, yeah, I mean, people will message us all the time about listening to the episode and I have to scratch my head and wonder what was that thing I talked about two weeks ago? (laughs) (laughs) Right, right. Yeah, because it does end up being a full week until we actually end up getting feedback, sometimes even like up to 10 days once we've, once we've already recorded the next episode. So, um, this will give us a little bit more, uh, it'll make the editing and stuff on my plate a little bit more difficult, but I really have these things edited by Wednesday anyway, so I'm just giving myself an extra day to post. Make sure that it's make sure that it's done, but um, we're we're pretty much on top of that stuff. But I want to make sure that we have plenty of time to edit it, get the product out, and uh, and you know get it to your ears, eardrums as soon as we can. Um, so yeah, so we'll be posting on Hipsters on Fridays. Uh, that's also going to give us a f- couple cool things. Um, we'll have a new iTunes feed. So if you guys subscribe to us on iTunes, um, I'm also going to look into us getting us on Stitcher. Um, 
you'll be able to get us there, which is awesome because we'll be able to... Right now on our iTunes feed, um, I just basically loaded our RSS feed that comes directly from MGGcast. But there's a kind of a few bummers there. Um, the sweet art that we have, the logo we have for our show, I can't get on on iTunes because it automatically draws the MTGCast logo. And it also has like the, the generic blurb that MTGCast has for all their podcasts. So it doesn't really say anything about leaving legacy. Um, so I kind of want, I've always wanted to have our own kind of piece on iTunes where we can control exactly what the information on there says. Awesome. Just upgrade and make yes. it a little better every day. Yes, exactly, exactly. So, um, so we'll have that. And uh, like I said, if you, it, you know, if you listen to us on MGG Cast and you don't want to change over, that's fine. Nothing will change for you. Um, and if you want to listen to us at Hipsters of the Coast, we will have a link in the show notes for you as well. Uh, if not for this episode, definitely for the next one because I have to get it all, that all set up first. Um, and uh, yeah, was there anything else you wanted to add, Jerry, before we uh, get onto the show? No, I mean, basically just that I, I think it's important also to say that uh, our content isn't going to be changing at all. It was really important when we sat down uh, with Rich, and uh, who's the CEO of Hipsters of the Coast, uh, when we talked about bringing leaving a legacy to the website that uh, we wanted to just have the show continue on as seamlessly as possible. We, right. we don't want to change anything just because uh, we may be exploring uh, you know, ways to make the show better. Right, exactly, yeah. It won't affect any of the content we release. Um, there'll be a small blurb on each episode, similar to the way the LR does it, um, just kind of shouting out the, the website for hosting us and that stuff. But that's about it. Um, yeah, it was important to me that the essence of the show, the relaxed nature of the show, was was still there. You know, that's that's why I fell in love with the show, and that's why I want to keep going. You will not hear us pitching Dollar Shave Club and Loot Crate on well, this, uh, this podcast. Well, I mean, they give us a lot of money. I mean, I don't know. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, I, I'm putting I together Bug Dover, man. I got to get a couple, another underground scene. I got to get a couple tropes. <laughs> I got to get a place at a Goyce, man. Uh, I, yeah, I need to buy these new expeditions. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> we'll get into that. We'll get into that. We'll get into that. I'm going to. I'm trying to like <laughs> bring myself down a little bit first. Hold him um, back. Hold him back. So so let's talk about first and foremost Modern Masters three. Um, that set's been out on Magic Online for what a week to draft, I believe. Um, I streamed two of the drafts myself. I know Jerry, you've gotten to draft it a couple times. So tell me your thoughts on the on the format. Uh, I really like it. It's I I pretty much only draft these specialty sets these days. I just can't bring myself to draft standard sets. <laughs> but I always love these Eternal Masters, uh, Modern Masters. It, it you know I like cube drafting, and these sets are as close as you get to a uh, a cube draft. Mm-hmm. So I've had a lot of fun. Um, I I feel these drafts allow you to explore strategies that aren't really possible in you know standard sets. Mm-hmm. You know, for example, I drafted Miracles the other day. <laughs> I opened Terminus, pack one, pick one, and then I was past a Terminus, pack one, pick two. <laughs> oh, jeez. <laughs> so I did it, Ma. I drafted Miracles, and it was awesome. My opponents were so salty when they got hit by not the with, you know not only just the first Terminus, when they redeploy all their creatures, and I hit them with a second Terminus. <laughs> <laughs> that is brutal. Did uh, you... We got a uh, Temporal Mastery, too. <laughs> <laughs> Oh man, you love that card. Oh man, yeah. I playing with it made me realize how bad it is. It's a real bad <laughs> card. <laughs> it was a seven mana draw card for yes. me. Yes, <laughs> yes, it's it's terrible. It's terrible. Uh, but you know, I, I've been having a lot of fun. Uh, I feel blue is obviously the most p- powerful color in the set. Mm-hmm. 
and it's basically draft what other color of blue or what other splashes you want to pair with your blue. Uh, but my first draft, I did like a blue red is it control deck uh, where I got like goblin electromancers and then I got a bunch of the token makers. Like mm-hmm. I got like four dragon fodders, so I was just oh, turning nice. dragon fodder into. I think it's like attack the giant. It's like some sorcery. It's two in a red green hybrid. And it's make a 4-4 giant creature with haste exiled at a turn, or tap two red or green creatures, make two of them. So I would just curve, like, dragon fodder into the giants and hit them for eight damage. Nice. And uh, Goblin Electromancer would make it cost, you know, just one red. <laughs> so that deck was a lot of fun, and then I drafted the Esper Miracles deck. Uh, I think it's a really fun draft set. Uh, what about you, Bat? Yeah, I've, I, I, so I've drafted it twice. Um, let's see, I, I played in the Community Legacy League on Wednesday, and then I scrubbed out of that. So, and because I was just going for points in that league for buys for the end of the year, for the quarterly, I uh, dropped from that and I hopped into a Modern Masters draft. And I think we pick one. I think pick one, pack one, or pick. Pick one, pack two was a uh, was a scalding tarn. So I pulled that because because that was we we I actually needed that for blue red delver. I didn't have any, so that was one of the things I was looking forward to drafting. So uh, the first thing, what's that? Oh yeah, absolutely. I mean, if you come across a tarmogoy for Liliana, just draft it. Because, it's even better when you get past it. It's like you're sitting next to that player who really wants to win their pod. <laughs> yes, and I'm like, oh, I'll just take the twelve dollar card. It's fine. Um, so yeah, so uh, so my first draft, I I. Played a like a, I drafted like a blue white blink deck um, that was actually like really 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 good a ton of synergy I had a, like I had two of the um, uh, what is it the uh, from the Soul Sisters deck Soul Wardens <laughs> and uh, yep. I was just bouncing so many cards that I, in all three of my games I was up at like forty five life at most points um, but still found a way to lose just because I, one game I got blown out by. Um, it's like three and a white, and it gives all your creatures indestructible for a turn. And because my deck is all like one ones and two twos, and like you have to, you just have to kind of swing with your entire team because I didn't really get any of the big payoff cards in that deck. Like I didn't have any huge flyers or, hu- or really big creatures, um, or even like something like a terminus. Um, so I didn't have any of the big payoff cards for that deck. So a lot of it was just me kind of like twiddling my thumbs, bouncing creatures, returning creatures, blocking creatures, then bouncing my creature to bring it back so it doesn't die. Um, but it really was all for naught. So I ended up going 1-2 in my first draft, which wasn't great, but the uh, the draft itself and the, the gameplay was a lot of fun because I, I got to do a lot of stuff. Um, and then the second time I drafted, it was like a... It was, let me see, it was like green, blue... Uh, I think there was green, blue, white... Or green, blue, black, and white, I think. It was like a four-color good stuff deck. Um, and that was a really fun deck. I had the uh, Simic... Uh, this is the wrong year. It doesn't matter, anyway. It was like this big, like, 6-6 six, six, uh, flying trample shroud creature. It was super sweet. Oh, Simic uh, Sky Swallower? Yes, Simic Sky Swallower. And, Why uh, did you just say that, man? I said it was a creature. Ah, <laughs> uh, really? Yeah, there's only been a couple of those print. But it has Simic <laughs> in the name. I mean, that's not that That's not that, That's not not that. normal. <laughs> <laughs> I thought you were just referring to the color base. See, oh. Wizards, this is why we don't have stupid new names for color pairs. Thank you. Using interactions like this. <laughs> Thank you, yeah. Um, so that creature was sweet, um, but it got, it got like, I got bonfired one game. One game I got damnation. Uh, one, one round I got damnation twice in the same match, uh, which was rough. Um, so it, uh, the I went one-two in that draft as well. Um I actually did draft a Terminus. Oh, in my first draft too, with the blue white blink deck, I got my uh, I got fucked by um, <laughs> by uh, entreat the angels, and I was really a- aggravated <laughs> because I just dropped from a legacy event just to face fucking miracles again. 
Yeah, he might have been playing me. Yeah. <laughs> um, but anyway, uh, no, the draft, the draft set is like, is really, it's really fun to draft. Uh, at twenty five bucks a pop, it's tough to like keep like just yeah. dumping money into the draft. I really I think the draft should be cheaper than twenty five dollars, personally. Yeah, I like paying that much for a digital draft is right. major few bads, especially when you're like me and the most expensive card you opened was like Serum Visions at a buck. <laughs> right? Yeah, exactly. Like I, I pulled, like I said, the best card I pulled the entire week. Like I got an abrupt decay in my first draft, and I had a um, uh, the the Scalding Tarn in my first draft. But my second draft, there was like no money cards at all, like, a couple miracles cards, whatever, but nothing that was worth keeping. Like definitely no Snapcasters or Lilies or Tarmogoyfs or even like Grizzlebrands. Um. Or damnations, blood moons, all that stuff. I just didn't get any of those, which is which is still fine. I really, en- I enjoy the draft. Um, to me, it, I feel like you take the guild gates pretty high, and then you just fill in after that. That's how I feel. Unless you yeah. come up with a straight up bomb in one of your first few picks. Yeah, I think the guild gates and the uh, uh, the they're not clue stones. The mana the, rocks. The char- um the, the signets. Yeah, the signets. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I think the signets are also really good uh, mm-hmm. picks just because it keeps you so open and it really the does. ramp is pretty intense. It is awesome. I saw, yeah. I saw a lot of five, six, seven drops getting ca- uh, casted thanks to those yep. signets. Oh yeah, even the charm. Uh, sorry, even the um the uh like the tap lands are are not that bad. The tri lands um are not bad in that draft, and those are uncommons as well. There's a lot of mana fixing in the set. Yeah. Five color good stuff is a total possibility. Yeah, the, guild, the guild gates are commons. The 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 tap lands are uncommons. Um, you know you have the the signets are at uncommon. There is a lot of fixing in this set. So um, yeah, I think I think the biggest thing with this is just to play the shards, uh, stay open in your first pack, like stay open, especially in your first like five or six picks. Just you're just picking the good stuff, and then I mean you can have eight people at the date at the table, and everyone be in their own colors, and be, you know everyone have like a good deck. Like you're not gonna like cut someone off completely if you just stay in your lane. I think. Yeah, I would say blue black is probably the best though. You it think so? The most, yeah, it seems the most powerful. Uh, splashing for the red also gives you a shit ton of removal. Like I was picking up like terminates and auger sprees left and mm, right. Yeah. Um, thunderous wrath is common. I kind of just want to try oh, and draft I, it and I, just pick every Thunderous Wrath and yes. do the Thunderous Wrath I've deck. definitely seen people pick like multiple Thunderous Wraths in the same deck, so yeah, it's yeah, a little it's like, rough. Get four of them, 20 damage right there. Yep. I'm actually thinking I might draft this again after the cast tonight, actually. <laughs> I'm, looking at the, will, I'm looking at the list. I still have one game left in my league. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I always do. I always play. I always draft and then play two games, and then I play my third game later on, and I'm like, well, now I just need a draft again. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's like uh, it's like the, the little bit of ice cream left over at the end, you know. Like ooh, yeah, gives Leagues you a little taste. Leagues were a good choice. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, but I I really enjoy the draft. If you haven't played it, uh, if you have a chance to draft it at your local store or draft it online, I think it's worth it. Even if you know the like, there's some cards you'll you'll be able to scoop up, like a Tarmogoyf that'll definitely pay for your draft, which is always nice. But the experience to me is also it just feels I don't know it feels like it's more powerful than Eternal Masters as a draft set. Yeah, I mean, that's why I'm drafting it online. Like, value-wise, it's not the best. Um, like, drafting it in paper is much better because you're only paying a couple dollars more and the cards are worth that, you know, much more in paper than they are online. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's just, it's hard to get those Modern Masters drafts, um, you know, for me to make it to the stores. Yeah, yeah, same, same, absolutely. I mean, um, and I would rather draft it in paper because I, I like, it, it's harder for me to get cards in paper than it is in Magic Online, so I'd rather was- draft it in paper, but... I was super bummed I couldn't make it gaming, et cetera, on Sunday. 
had a full box sealed. I know. I considered I considered doing it, but because I still want to put Bug Delver together for Vegas, um, I just couldn't. I couldn't. I couldn't do that. Yeah. I was like, oh. I did, I did my taxes instead. <laughs> <laughs> I hate being an adult. Yeah, that sounds like the worst. <laughs> yeah. Instead of playing full box sealed Modern Masters, I was up to my ass in IRS code. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so moving on from Modern Masters, uh, let's talk about the next set. Uh, they've started spoiling some of the... They're calling them Invocations. Um, they just got started getting spoiled today. I'm sure by the time you all hear this, um, they've, they will have the full set of them spoiled. Uh, but, Jerry, what's your first impression of these Invocations they spoil? Let's talk about first the selection of cards before we talk about the obvious... Um, no, no, we're not talking about the selection of cards. We're talking about how god-fucking-ugly <laughs> these cards are. <laughs> they are very bad. Oh, my God. So, before I ever saw a single one of them, I just opened up my Twitter, and the top tweet uh, was the Proxy Guy's reaction. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> and it was just, like, all in caps, and it was just like, I'm so disappointed. Yeah, I mean, these are... <laughs> I knew we- I knew exactly what he was talking about, and then I saw the cards, like, and... Uh. So, my problem with these is that... Or, well, I have, a, I have a lot of problems with these. Um, so, let's start from the top. Uh, <laughs> the text on the cards, like the most basic part of the card, is is pretty difficult to read. Like, I appreciate they went out on a limb to make these cards really special. And, and like, let's go with that first, right? Like, they wanted to yeah. make something that thematically works in the set, so they made, like, these... These Roman pillars on the side of each of the text box, which again, we're not going to get into that. We're I not going to get into pillars. I think it's supposed to be like lacquered, like uh, wall plates, like you would see hieroglyphics painted on. Okay, sure. I think sure. that's what they were going for. Okay, well, they look like pillars. They look like pillars to me. No, I'm saying like inside the art box where it cuts yeah. off even more of the art. Anyway, um, so they oh those those things oh yeah the little the little frills <laughs> yeah they look like uh, anyway so th- so they they really wanted to make it like feel flavorful to the set and I get where they're coming from like all the all the card names are in these unusual like hieroglyphics and they have a bunch of other hieroglyphics on each side of the actual word so like worship is like in the center of the text box on the card and then there's a bunch of hieroglyphs on each side of that word um which is weird to me i don't really know why they did that i mean i think that one ends up being one of the better ones like looking at some of the others it's just like it looks like someone just like hit a couple random emojis on there like a bunch of wingdings in the card yeah like we like, I I understood what they're trying to go. They're trying to be like, oh, you're reading hieroglyphics and you're like, you piece together what it means. But sure. I, like, they should have just either done all hieroglyphics where it was just, it, I think it would have been cool if there wasn't any English on the cards. They were all foreign yes. cards in hieroglyphics. Uh, someone, I can't remember who, uh, I can't remember who did it on Twitter, but someone was just like, hey, I mean, it might have been Cube April, actually. I don't know if you follow her on Twitter, but um, she was like, Look at the uh, Elish Norn Grand Cenobite promo, like the Gitaxia yeah, language promo. exactly. How fucking cool does that look? That is one of the coolest cards I've ever seen, and that is super neat. It doesn't like it doesn't bite on the like the Egyptian theme, obviously, but it's completely unique. It, people who have the card know exactly what it does. Um, and it's it just... doesn't even need to be actual hieroglyphics. They of course could just not. Have someone make up their own alphabet and use those. Right, exactly, exactly. Um, you know, my thing too is that Rosewater asked, he, you know, which he's a glutton for punishment maybe, but he did ask on Twitter, he's like, I'm interested to hear people's reactions to these cards. And I said, look, I was like, the art 
on all of them that I've seen is A plus. Mind Twist yeah. looks amazing. Yeah, Mind Force Twist of Will looks awesome. Looks Aiden amazing. Sensor, all these. Lo- I feel so bad Ch- for the artist. Chain Lightning looks so good. Like that is fucking. This art is amazing. The problem is, is that number one, the card frames I think take away from the art completely. Like yeah. in a lot of the in a lot of the senses, like for instance, Mind Twist looks nice because the card frame is fairly light. But in a card like Chain Lightning or a card like Consecrated Sphinx, it feels like the the box is really crowding the artwork there, and it's also taking away from the yeah. vibrance of the color because, like the the card frames are very like lackluster in color in how they look in color wise, but they also like really crowd the art box, um, and it just, it, they have this weird shading on the text box. It just looks bad. Yeah, it looks it looks so busy, and then especially with the creatures, the power and toughness is in this like weird place that you don't really know what's going on and then the artist box is just like slapped on top of it yeah i feel really bad for the artist because when you look at these you don't see the art you see the frame it's almost like you had gorgeous art and then you just put like a big block sticker on top of it just like covering it have you seen the wrath of art like the full artwork on that no, I oh haven't. Oh my god. Um I'm sorry. I said I told I said Wrath of God, right? Let yeah. me see if I can find it. It is the art is unbelievable. Um It looks it just taking a look at what I can see. Yeah. I think the Vindicate art is also really good. Um it's also I like that uh the Vindicate and the Maelstrom uh pulse are are like reverses of each other. Mhm. They're in the same pose but different gods. Oh yeah, I didn't realize that. Um so yeah, I I just feel feel really bad for these art like i love the freaking counterbalance art the counterbalance yeah. art reminds me of like the old school stasis art it's just it's so good and i just looked at these and i didn't even see the art when i first looked at them look at the, i'm gonna drop in the chat the wrath of god art look at this artwork tell me that's not amazing like you wouldn't want that on a playmat wow right <laughs> right so titus luntner like uh lunter kicked like kill this knocked it out of the park and in that card it ju- and granted like any artwork on magic cards generally looks bad because the box is so small but this is like this artwork is fucking amazing it's amazing i need a playmat that's of this a, art that's this exactly what i thought so good yes that's exactly what i thought the oh, artwork like the is meteor is an arrow like it's an arrow shot by the gods yeah. oh man and you can see like they have like the go- they have some of the gods up on the edge here and then down you just see you see people going all the way to the peak of that mountain and the, like it's just it's just amazing it it looks amazing and and unfortunately the text like the box the artwork on there looks really it just doesn't look good it doesn't pop like a the, the frames feel really flat, and it just... I, I understand it's like a window looking into this artwork, but it just... It doesn't work for me, man. It really doesn't. Yeah, I think I think it would have been cool. Even just as a cool spoiler season thing, is release it as hieroglyphics, and then have people figure out what they are. That would have been cool. Yeah, they love to do I, that puzzle stuff. That would have been awesome. And it's just like, with these promos, you choose these promos because they're iconic cards, so I don't get the fucking bullshit argument, oh, well, we want newer players to know what they do. It's like, mm-hmm. these you are specifically not geared towards newer players. These are for established players who want to bling out their deck, and they know what their cards do. Right, This exactly. is why people play foreign cards in the first place. I think they really, really missed a home run opportunity here. I agree. I completely agree. I, I really don't... I mean, again, I know that they're trying to go out on a limb and really make it... Uh, make them special, and I get that. I think the... Uh, I even think, like, the masterpieces from Kaladesh looked pretty nice with those unusual frames. I just think yeah. that this frame really takes away from the art. To me... Like, these cards should celebrate the art, and I think that this frame 
really just doesn't. I think it does a really poor job of, of masking it. So going back to the Kaladesh ones, uh, I do remember when Kaladesh was first spoiled, people, it was very mixed reaction, whereas now people love them because when we first saw the images, it was just the digital image, mm-hmm. and you couldn't tell that the art was foil and the frame was flat. Um, so the Kaladesh, so the Kaladesh uh, masterpieces ended up looking a lot better in person than they first appeared uh, in digital form. Mm-hmm. I think that's going to be somewhat true for these because I saw a video of one of them, and the video makes it look better. Like the foiling process is gorgeous on it. Uh, like the golds really shine out. Um, the the bottom, like Nicol Bolas horns, look great. But still, just like the frame is just. As from a graphic design perspective, the frame's just way too busy, too yeah. much going on. I completely agree. Also, all the fonts are different. Ah, just yeah. well, for a company that makes net copyrighted their own font, the Bel- the Belarin the font, and then they just go and use this fucking garbage font. I just I just don't get it. I yeah. understand. Like again, I understand what they're going for. I think it's also unusual that like in the like uh, the mana cost, like there's actually no coloring to the mana cost. It's just like a, yeah. Maybe that's... the flat gray color or whatever. The oh, tan- I didn't even, like, something felt off about it, and I just didn't put together that that's what it was in, yeah. in the mana cost. It's just, but... it's unfortunate because, like, some of that art is really just phenomenal. I hate to yeah. say it but, over and over again, but... I, I do like the bottom, that gold with the nickel bolas horns. That is uh, very neat, yeah. I think those are cool, and I in seeing those live, that bottom of the card looks gorgeous. It's just everything above that is not. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's, a, it's just unfortunate. I just think, I don't know what it's going to take for them to make these cards with more art. More art is what we want. No one wants to see card frames. No one really, like, no one says, that's a beautiful card frame. You know what I mean? They want the art. Like, they're paying people to make these art, like, this artwork. Open the art up to me, you know? Like, hell, even if you made, even if you made the artwork go, like, side to side on the, on the part of the card where the art box is, and got rid of that frame altogether where it is, so you'd have, like, like there'd be like the top where there's like the frame the framework with the the mana cost and the name of the card and then artwork from side to side below, you know below that and then like the bottom half of the card back to the card frame. I think that would look really neat. It would it'd give you a lot more space in the card to do what you want to do. Yeah, I I I I think that would be really cool. Uh but yeah, I hope that Wizards cuz it sounds like from what I've been reading online and talking to other people, it seems like these are pretty universally decried as terrible. Yeah, so I, 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 I would I hope so. Wizards listens. I'm, I'm sure they will. I mean, it's in their best interest to, to listen. I mean, what's really going to be what what we're going to see, you know, how how much people like them is the cost they're going to. That what what what's the price they're going to fetch for in you know in on the the free the open market <laughs> the free market. All I can say is I'm glad I don't have to buy these Force of Wills. <laughs> Same, yeah. Which is <laughs> like, too bad, because the artwork is pretty sweet. Yeah, the artwork is sweet. It's just, I can't get over it. I'm, I'm definitely sticking with my uh, Eternal Masters yeah. Force of Wills. Yeah, I think how, they look way better than these. How sick is the Mind Twist art, though? The Mind Twist art is so good. So fucking cool. Also, I think this is like the first time Mind Twist has been reprinted in like 10 years. Yeah, I, I well, I mean, it just came off the ban list not that long ago, right? It's still on the band list. Oh, that's, that's right. Oh, I didn't even think Which about that. Why I'm su- kind of surprised they reprinted it. Is that legal? Not... In is it legal in vintage? Uh, I don't know. I think it's mostly a cube in EDH pick. Okay. It might even be banned in EDH. Um, what I wanted to talk about is what the hell is the theme? So Zendikar was all lands. Mm-hmm. Kaladesh was all artifacts. Mm-hmm. 
these are a bunch of instants and sorceries, and then even mind sensor, consecrated sphinx, and counterbalance. Right. So it's <laughs> strange, right? Like, so I know they're called invocations, which I don't know if I don't know what the the purpose is behind those. Like, what the you know who's invoking these, who's drawing these, you know, kind of iconic cards, or I don't know. Some of them are iconic cards. Certainly, something like Wrath of God or counterbalance now but well i think like wrath of god counterspell force of will those are real cards that that are you know significant yep. in the history of the game right yeah oh and also worship is an enchantment oh worship that, yes that also doesn't work yeah i know some people when they heard invocations they got really hyped because they thought like dark ritual demonic tutor i uh, thought maybe we'd see the like snow-covered duels like a like a new like, well no so here here's what i was thinking how cool would it be so like you have nickel bolas right who is who's like ruining the plane of what are we on Amonkhet? Yep. and w- what if he is the only planeswalker powerful enough to invoke the power of the original dual lands and you had like these um different takes on the existing dual lands how cool so that be to have that? Print snow-covered duels, something like a, that, or a legendary in the duel set set on a desert planet. Well, you know what I'm saying, like a legendary <laughs> duel. It doesn't matter what it is. It doesn't matter what it is, Jerry. <laughs> uh, yeah. Uh, what my kind of crazy tinfoil hat theory is is that the invocations are instants and sorceries and consecrated sphinx even mind sensor counterbalance and worship are in the standard set (laughs) 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 that i think would be hilarious i might have to play standard if that was the case (laughs) yeah it'd be pretty sweet it's it's very interesting so anyways that's probably all i have to say about that i just think the, the I just think they look bad. Um, um, yeah. Well, hey, at least they set the bar real low for the next set of masterpieces. <laughs> what I like is that they're definitely like thinking outside the box, no pun intended, and they're really going out on a limb to try and make these interesting and special. So that's good. Um, they, I just think they, I think this one's a big swing and a miss here. Swing and a miss. Yeah, which is unfortunate. I just full art, full art, full art. I don't know how many times you have to say it, like. People were begging for full art lands, and now, now at least they're in Amonkhet. They're like, they're like one out of every four packs will have a full art land, but at least they're available, you know. Mm-hmm. It just to me, it's like people want the full art cards. Just fucking give them full art cards, you know. Nah, give know. the people what they want. Yes. Let them eat cake. Yes, or there's no know. deeper meaning behind that. People just really love cake. Right. Absolutely. All right. So um, let's move on from there. So tell me about uh, what you did this week for Legacy. We talked about uh, our drafts, but. You playing a legacy this week? I did. I played my Bay Sneak and Show. Nice. Once again. Where'd you go? Uh, did you go up to TE I'll, I'll or? Keep, I went to Gaming Accept. Oh right, because TE how it was doing Frontier this Sunday. That's yep. right. Yeah, TE was doing Frontier, so I went with. I uh, met up with Josh Sissio and Jay. Uh, Jay actually sleeved up a Lurin, so that was that was funny. Uh, just seeing him uh, dip his toes in something new. But uh, I played s- Sinful Sneak and Show, as I am going to henceforth call it. <laughs> <laughs> I like With that. Um, played at Gaming, etc., and I ended up going undefeated at the night. Nice. Yeah, so I got some store credit. I'm going to see if I'm going to start building. They have a moat in the case, so I'm going to start saving up some store credit, see if I can uh, chip away and make that moat a reasonable purchase. Why do you want to buy a moat? Cause I just want I want all the legend I got Chains of Mephistopheles I got Nether Void I got uh, the Abyss I need to I need to finish my Legends Enchantment oh, okay big big daddies you're not <laughs> but you're not planning on playing it is what I'm saying I mean a useful there have been it's times it's not 
It's yes, not. it is. It's oh not. Oh my god, I it's not I've useful. Borrowed moats. <laughs> You're just Jer- it used. No, all right, Jerry. Tell me when you want to play moat over something else. Tell me when you want to play moat. Whenever I'm a control deck and I'm facing lots of aggro decks in the format. And all right, so if you're so, uh, you want to play moat if you're playing miracles. Is that what you're telling I mean, me? The, the, if you want to play a, a control deck, you're talking about. So this is a mono like a, a white based control deck because it's two white yeah. white. So you want to play moat? Yes. That seems Creatures bad to can't me. attack you without flying, Pat. What decks are you worried about flooding the board that moat is going to be good against them? Uh, well, I mean, definitely Aldrazi back All in right. the day. You're, you're talking about by That's turn four, you're already dead. So move along. No. Yes. <laughs> oh man, I'm 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 not having this argument because you're a non-believer. You're a non-believer. <laughs> Look, I'm just saying, moat is just not where you want to be. There are better cards than moat to play like against what? Eldrazi. That's what. What's what, the what uh, what's the one that turns humble? Is that what it is? Humility. Humility. Also a four mana enchantment. Now these one ones still get to attack you. <laughs> oh yeah, it's probably not as good. But it's also like it's also like costs you nothing. <laughs> In a deck that runs Terminus, do you really need, do you really give a shit about Moat? I'm not running any miracles. I'm not playing miracles. I'm you talking about. You said if I'm running a, playing a control deck, there's only one control deck in Legacy, Jerry. Uh, maybe I'm playing Esper Tesserator. Maybe I'm playing a Brew. I want a Moat. I want a Moat. <laughs> that's fine. It's so you just want a Moat to collect it. I'm, that's all. I just want to make sure I, that yeah, you're I not want... under the delusion that you're going to play this card. You're never going to play it. Maybe I'll play it. You're I never gonna. In sneak- oh god! You are never gonna play a moat in 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 Legacy, Jerry. You don't know that. You're not my dad. <laughs> not my real dad. Oh man. Oh. So you went. So, so you went four zero on the night. Yeah, I went four zero on the night. Nice. <laughs> uh, so my round one opponent, I felt real bad for him. So <laughs> we sit down. I've never seen him before. I haven't been at gaming, et cetera, in a while. And he's like, yeah, I got into Legacy a while ago. I was at Pandemonium on Tuesday or on Thursday, and I, I just got crushed. It was a terrible time. I'm like, oh, really? What, what happened? He's like, oh, it was just Combo City. It's like round one, I played against Storm, and then I played against Oops All Spells, and then I played against Reanimator. Oh, jeez. <laughs> in my mind, I'm just like, oh, I am so sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Please tell me you just went like turn one volcanic lotus petal lotus petal show and tell ever cool. You there? You there? Because that's what happened. <laughs> no. <way. laughs> he, he, he won the die roll. He won the die roll. So he goes first, and he goes mountain goblin guide. Oh no! Oh no! <laughs> and so I'm just like I said out loud. I'm very sorry. <laughs> what? <laughs> <laughs> he like attacked me, and I reveal, and I reveal uh, like a volcanic island or something like that. So I got the value off the Golem Guide, and then I just go. Oh, good, good for island. you, Jerry. Good for you getting that value, buddy. <laughs> I just go island, lotus petal, lotus petal. Like not even the city of traders or anything like that. Just double lotus petal, <laughs> show and tell. <laughs> and he's just like, "Are you gonna draw cards?" I'm like, "Nope, nope." <laughs> <laughs> and I just proceed to just attack him with a seven-seven lifelinker. Oh my god! Against it's quite good. Against even like Blue Red Delver, that's very good. Yeah, like once you have a Grizzlebrand in play, like they just don't have a way to remove it. No. They need to spend like three lightning bolts in order to kill it. Yeah, you gotta like you gotta like fire blast it, then lightning bolt it. <laughs> yeah, it's bad. It's bad. Oh, uh, Dream crushed him, and I felt bad, but not that bad because otherwise I wouldn't play the deck. <laughs> yeah, play to win. <laughs> You play to cast moats. 
Uh, yeah, exactly, exactly. Uh, and then after that, I played against uh, Nathan, uh, who's a friend of the cast. Uh, he uh, he was on Death and Taxes, and uh, we actually had some really close games. I ended up pulling it out. Uh, um, yeah, I, it actually came down to I had a game three. I had a sulfur elemental in play, mm-hmm. and I got Grizzlebrand in play, and I was on like three health. And he had a Phyrexian Revoker and two Stoneforge Mystics. And I was able to, uh, like, I think I had the sneak attack in play, and he knew I had Grizzlebrand in hand somehow. And he's just like, yep, you got it. And he he scooped it up. And then after the match, uh, he actually messaged me the next day. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And he he messaged me, I just realized Sulphur Elemental gives plus one, minus one to all white creatures, not minus one, minus one. (laughs) So he actually scooped with lethal on the board. Oh, man. (laughs) And I didn't realize it either until he pointed it out to me. Both of us thought that Sulphur Elemental gives minus one, minus one. Because you (laughs) think there's this, like hoser for uh white decks you don't think of it as giving an advantage in turning his uh his stoneforge mystics into two ones yeah <laughs> so uh got got that win uh however unjustly uh, <laughs> that i played against uh john Orr. we've we've had him on the cast before yep, yep. uh he was playing this sweet nick fit brew that him and curtis came up with it was actually it's a so he was playing a he just sits down and he unfurls his leather playmat that's been hand painted <laughs> with Master of the Wild Hunt on it. <laughs> <laughs> and he like, guess what I'm playing today? <laughs> uh, but yeah, he, I guess he he got it off Etsy. It looked really nice, but uh, he never got a Master of the Wild Hunt in play uh, because over the course of the match, I think he green sun zenith for four. Uh, like three or four times, and I had the spell pierce just every time for oh, him. Oh, that's brutal! <laughs> just every time, just every time. I even did the like I had it on top of my deck, and I just tap top revealed the set spell pierce and spell pierce the green sun zenith. Not this card, spell pierce. <laughs> <laughs> what what is he green sunning for in that deck? Galactic uh, Master of the Wild Hunt. Oh, okay. Uh, I mean, it's it's like a classic Nick Fit list. Yeah. Uh, I don't know if he was running any of the reliquaries. I don't. I didn't see a white splash other than Caracas, but you know, it's just ramp into mana and get big dumb dudes to beat mm-hmm. your opponent down. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, he did well because he was undefeated up until that point, but just no counter magic, no discard. That is exactly what I like to see with uh, Sneak and Show. Yeah. Uh, and then my final round of the night, I, I played against uh, Infect. And we were the only undefeated ones, so we decided to just split, uh, but we decided to play it out for fun. And I realized I should have just, you know, just taken all that prize money because I just crushed the Infect deck. I I actually won with Grim Lavamancer beatdowns. <laughs> I think, uh, like, Jay and Josh Sissio came over one time, and I'm playing against Nick uh, Infect, and he has, like, three Ink Moth Nexuses in play and three Tropical Islands. And I have three blood moons, two sneak attacks, and two grim lavamancers. <laughs> and I had used all the cards in my graveyard with grim lavamancer to kill his infect creatures, so I had nothing left in my graveyard, and I didn't have blue mana to cast cantrips, so I just sat there for ten turns, just beating him down with two grim lavamancers. <laughs> yeah. Jeez. It was the slowest win, but uh, hey, a win's a win. <laughs> <laughs> 
Uh, so yeah, that was, that was my night in Legacy. Uh, Sin Prodder was still great. I'm not going to talk any more about Sin Prodder because <laughs> I guess people are getting a little sick and tired of hearing about it. So. I love it. Tell me about Sin Prodder, Jerry. How many games did it win you? Uh, it's just the best. It's just the best. He, he didn't come up that much the, uh, this time around, but... You know, still sideboarded him in against Death and Taxes. He was great against in in the Death and Taxes matchup. I actually haven't lost to you know, knock on wood. I haven't lost to Death and Taxes since I added Sin Prodder to. I was list. gonna say, yeah, has that been like a, a mirror breaker? Oh, not a mirror breaker. I'm sorry, but like a matchup breaker for you. It's been great in the Death and Taxes matchup. Um, yeah, I, I've played against Death and Taxes four or five times, and I've won every time, which is about how many times I've beaten Death and Taxes in the entire like two years prior to this. Mm-hmm. So I, I think that that definitely is uh, a key card for that matchup. Hmm. Oh, uh, just real quick, looks like Dark Ritual is also an invocation, as is Loyal Retainers. Just got spoiled. Just got spoiled. Loyal retainers, really? Yes. Yep. That's an interesting pick. Yeah, so which, and again, the artwork on both of them looks really great. Let's see if they don't look like garbage. I mean, um, they do. That dark ritual, it doesn't really look like a dark ritual. It, uh, no, it doesn't, because it's like out in the sun. Yeah. Yeah, I, I don't know. You uh, know what you like the art for? What's that? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I walked into that one. Uh... <laughs> So tell yeah so you, so Sin Potter's been good in that in that matchup. Has there been any other matchup where it's been relevant? Um, I mean, I, I boarded in against any deck that I think is going to last more than a couple turns. Okay. So I don't really board it in against the like Infect or Blue Red Delver or these like super fast aggro decks because I just know it's not going to keep its advantage. So right. against like Blue Red Delver, Blue Red Delver is still ke- keeping in some of its burn cards mm-hmm. just as uh you know reach against right. me. Uh, and those are burn cards that they can just point at the uh, Sin Prodder. Right. But any deck that boards out its removal, like the Abrupt Decay decks, the Fatal Push decks, those decks game two are boarding out their Abrupt Decays and Fatal Pushes because they think they have no targets. Mm-hmm. And I just bring the Sin Prodder in and it just acts as card advantage. Okay. Yeah, it seems sweet. I like the card a lot. Yeah, glad it's, it's working out for you. I'm glad. I'm glad it's allowed you to turn the tables on death and taxes. I know, right? Knock on wood. <laughs> Hopefully that keeps up. Speaking of, um, have you been able to use that spreadsheet I sent you with the matchups on I there? Have. I started keeping track of all of my uh, tournament results. Nice. Uh, let's pull it up. I think I have like two tournaments worth now. Uh oh, and it is under Google Spreadsheets. Yes, it is. Yeah. So I made this. If anyone wants it, I can actually. I might be able to link it in the show notes, or if you just shoot me a DM on Facebook or Twitter, I can send it to you. Um, what I did was I, I went and took uh, a page out of Bob Wong's uh, playbook. I've seen him use this on stream. He has this really cool um, spreadsheet that tracks your game one, uh, and then game two and three. Uh, it has a column for wins, losses, and then it creates a percentage of those, uh, of the the game ones, which are your unsideboarded games, which are obviously important, and then your game two and three, which are... Uh, I think even more important than your game one win percentage, to be honest with you, because you play more sideboarded games and non-sideboarded games in Magic, um, and then I, it just has the matchups going down the uh, going down the x-axis there, or you're sorry, the y-axis there. Um, yeah, go yeah. ahead, Jerry. Uh, I also tweeted a bit where I actually added uh, match win percentage as well. Uh, oh, so I'm, I'm like also overall keeping track of my uh, overall wins just from like a tournament perspective. Yeah, you can definitely do that as well. Absolutely. Yeah, so after two tournaments of keeping track, uh, I have an 80% win uh, game one, 
a 56% win percentage games 2 and 3, and then my overall match win percentage is uh, 67%. Nice. So what? How, now you just use like the win loss in game one, win loss game two to figure out your overall percentage. There is that what you did? Uh, I just keep track of it when I so I go to a tournament and after every match I write down whether I won game one, whether I won game two, and then if I won game three, if there was a game three. Yep. And then I also keep track of my overall matches. Yeah, that's as the, like a, a separate column. Yeah, that's a good point. Um, actually, you know what I do is I have a, I carry a little flip notebook. But um, this is something that we could probably talk about a little bit too, is when I go to tournaments, I also like to kind of keep track of exactly what I'm doing, and that way I can kind of go back, and if I want to write a tournament report, it helps me out a lot with that, and if I want to just, you know, sort of think about if I sideboarded correctly or not, um, it helps me think about that as well. So on my page, the first thing I do is I write up, actually I write my opponent's name, because it helps me recall it during the match, and also like it, it helps me um, remember stuff at, you know, when the next day or two when I'm writing. Um, and then I'll write the whatever the deck they're on. I'll I'll leave a space for that below that. And then I write one, two, and three across you know across the page underneath that. And if I win game one, I'll circle it. And if I lose it, I'll cross it out. And that just helps me that helps me keep track of the games that I win win and lose there. And then I keep you know my life totals below that, along with uh, any sideboarding notes that I have um, on the side of that page. So I try yeah. to I try to fit a lot of a lot of information there too, which is one of the reasons why. I haven't gone and like gotten like the boogie board like other players use um, because I want I need to be able to keep that information. I want to have that infor- information. Yeah, for sure. I also like uh, because the way the program set up the spreadsheet, it also gives me my percentage against decks, yep. and it really helps my uh, sideboard choices. Yes. So if I see, you know, I have a hundred percent win rate against Nick Fit. I don't really need to board any Nick Fit cards. Exactly, and it helps you kind of because again with only fifteen cards. You know, this is it's a good place to what's what I'm trying to say here. The importance of of each sideboard slot can't be overstated, especially when you're in a format like Legacy where you have a lot of different matchups. And so if you're only if you if you have a terrible matchup say versus Burn Jerry, but you're only you're only playing a, you know, the chance of you playing against Burn is fairly fairly low say versus something like Miracles, well then it's not really worth dedicating six or seven or eight sideboard slots to a burn deck when you may not even see it that often. And you also have to kind of decide how impactful are those sideboard cards versus burn, right? Right. You know, with this, I, I need more data points just because there's a lot of zeros, fifties, and a hundreds. And yes. so we have, oh, yeah. one, you know, one match in against most decks. But uh, once I get more data points in there, I'll be able to see, it's like, okay, I have a 55 win rate against this deck, but I only have a 47% win rate against this deck, and I have like a 20% win rate against this other deck. So I'm not going to bother with sideboard cards for the one I'm already favorable in. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to bother with sideboard cards with the 20%, because no matter what I add, I'm probably not going to boost that up to a winning record. But I can focus on this deck that I I have a 47% win rate and try and boost my percentages to, you know, turn that into a favorable matchup. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think, I think that's exactly true. Um, yeah, I, 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 I've been tracking for Bug Delver a little bit and, and I restarted my sheet for Blue Red Delver because now that I've switched up the, the main deck a little bit, I wanted to sort of reset my, my, my tracking there. Yeah, that's my problem I'm kind of foreseeing is that I feel by the time I get enough data sets that this is actual useful information, I'm going to want to change the deck in a way that the data is no longer relevant. Right, which which is kind of rough. Um, I also think, too, that 
Um, if you're playing this on Magic Online, which I know you don't have sneak and show on Magic Online, but you put you should put it together for Magic Online. Um, that yeah. allows you to jam a lot more games that way. Yeah, definitely, hundred percent. You know, um, it's be- uh, yeah, because I, I actually ended up playing a league this week when I got home from work on Saturday. I, did, I fired up Magic Online and, and went through. Uh, I started a league uh, playing Bug Delver, which is I've been playing this deck now for a couple weeks. Um, I've actually really been enjoying it. Sissio helped me run through a league. Um, we went two, three, I think. Lost some really close games. I didn't play very well against Miracles. Um, but I've, I've been having a lot of fun playing the deck. Um, I ended up going 3-2 in my league and won back some play points and a chest that had absolute garbage in it, so that was fun. Um, I beat, let's see, round one I lost to Elves. I was playing uh, Julian Nab. He's a well-known Elves player. He just rolled me in both games. Um, I, I think, so, the Elves matchup for Blue-Red Delver, I feel like is really, is actually pretty favorable um, because it, we have so much removal that if you can just remove the 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 creatures on on my turn um they can't like get anything going um whereas like with bug delver there's a lot less removal in that deck there's no bolts there's no chain lightnings there's no fork bolts um so it it makes it a little more difficult like you have abrupt decays which are a little clunky and then you also have like two fatal push but that is not like having as many burn spells as blue red delver does have uh mm-hmm. so he just rolled me game 1 and 2 and i think game 2 i probably c- it would have been more competitive but I chose to slam Trudy Nemesis on turn three, uh, at the suggestion of my chat. Thanks for nothing, guys. Instead of holding <laughs> up, instead of holding up, I think some counter magic. He ended up like playing Glimpse of Nature, and I just had to F six my turn um, because I had nothing to do after that, um, which was unfortunate because he ended up drawing like fourteen cards and just killed me with a uh, a massive uh, Craterhoof Behemoth. Um, and then round two, so I lost I lost to Julian, which wasn't which wasn't a problem. I mean, he is a very good player, so I I definitely don't feel like um, you know I punted that badly, but I do have a lot to learn about learn that matchup uh, with Bug Delver for sure. Um, and I played Charles Bug in round two, and I lost game one, and then my opponent just conceded the match to me, so we ended up I ended up getting the win for that. Um, but I talked to Sissio afterwards because that that match felt really difficult, and he said, "Yeah, it's not great for the Bug Delver player. It's a tough matchup, so that's good to know." Um, Miracles uh, round three, I also lost in two games against them. Um, it was just a matter of them having more resources than I did, and I just couldn't couldn't get much going in that game in those games. Um, we beat Eldrazi in round four. Uh, we beat them in two games. That was pretty pretty easy. Um, I don't think they were a very good Eldrazi player, to be honest with you. I, it was funny. I was going back and forth in my chat because in game two we were obviously on the draw, and uh, everyone's like, "Oh, remove days, remove days, remove days." I'm like, "No, guys, trust me. I played a lot of Eldrazi. You never take out days versus Eldrazi." And sure enough, like they could have, um, like turn turn three or four, they would have would have been able to remove. Like I had like a critical spell in my hand, and sure enough, they played Thought Not Seer where they could have removed it from my hand, and I was able to daze their Thought Not Seer. So. Um, that is a really interesting matchup. Um, and then game, uh, sorry, round five, I played off stream. I actually just played it like, I think last night and I played against someone who was on blue red Delver who like, I would think that the Charless, um, the, like, I'm sorry, the bug Delver matchup is probably pretty bad versus blue red Delver, but the player just like either couldn't get anything going or it was just really like not proficient with the deck because I rolled over him in, in two games. So, um, so I so like I said, I got, got some, some, uh, play points back so I can play in another league for free and got to use this treasure chest, which is, it is what it is. But, um, I've been really enjoying the legacy leagues. I'm going to get, I'm going to get into more of them. Uh, I'll play more bug Delver and I'll play more blue red Delver in them. Yeah. I just got to get sneak and show together online. What do you need for that? 
Grizzlebrands, Emrakul, Sneak Attack, Show and Tell. <laughs> <laughs> I, I basically have the lands and Force of Will. <laughs> okay, all right. Well, that's a start. That, yeah. they, it can't be that much anymore. Like, a lot of those cards yeah, are Eternal Masters. That's what I'm, that's what I'm hoping uh, that Grizzlebrand, because Grizzlebrand was really the big price point barrier. Yeah, because that was like I think he was like fifty dollars at one point. Sneak on and Show online. is um. Let's see. I'll tell you right now. I'm looking at Sneak and Show online. Online is seven hundred twenty-seven dollars. Grizzlebrands looks like you can get they're around ten bucks a piece now. That's good. Uh, Emmercools, uh, you can get three of them for about thirty-eight bucks. Uh, the Show and Tells are certainly the most. Uh, that's they look like they're around fifty dollars a piece right now. Ugh. Um, Lotus Petals aren't aren't bad. Sneak Attacks are are cheap. They're they're eighteen bucks for the for the three. Uh, this one's actually running Omniscience. Um, City of Traders are are fairly inexpensive. They're like twenty. Ancient Tombs are are chump change. So I, you can get this deck together pretty cheap, man. Yeah. If you already have the Force of Wills, I mean that's a hundred dollars off the top of the deck right there. Yeah, it's just I really don't want to pay fifty dollars for Show Intel's. Dude, how how think about how often you be able to play Magic Online though. Ah, it's true. It's true. Because also, that free... Like, I have all these cool decks I want to play in paper, but I can't because I'm like, oh, I only get to go to one or two Legacy events a week. I gotta practice for the big events. I gotta play Sneak and Shout. Well, that's the thing. Is like, that's that's why I love playing these decks on Magic Online. Otherwise, I wouldn't... I wouldn't play as much Magic Online, but it allows me to get a lot of games in when I would would normally be able to, to not do that. You know me. Like, I have... I have a hard time figuring out when the fuck Etsy's even running Legacy, because I thought they would run it on Sunday, and then I found out they were playing Frontier instead, so that totally blew my plans up, you know? It's, uh... <laughs> it's, uh... It's tough, to, it's tough to get out to the shop sometimes, you know? Yeah, it's true. It's true. Uh, I together, guess I'll man. just have to do it. Just do it. Just do it. I'll let you borrow... I have some of these, uh... Actually, I don't have the Ancient Tombs or City Traders anymore, because I, I sold off all my Eldrazi stuff online to put together uh, Bug Delver, but I can, I can loan you some cards, man. We'll get you nice. there. We'll get you hey, there. You still have my true name? I do, yes. I okay, have not good. sold that yet. <laughs> not yet. <laughs> I haven't sold it yet. That's no, good. I actually... I can free it up now because it was I had to use it in my league, but I might just need to purchase another one on Magic Online. I have three bobs. Maybe I'll just trade in my three bobs for a, for a uh, true name. Yeah. I mean, I don't really need it, but you're going to have to fight Sissio for it. <laughs> yeah. Well, I told, I actually gave Sissio my information, too. I was like, hey, man, anytime you want to play, as long as I'm not playing, my account's yours. And same goes for you, Jerry. Anything you need to use, man, you're all absolutely welcome to it. Sweet. All it. of us get banned from Magic Online because Wizards here is us sharing accounts. <laughs> no, we're trading cards. We're trading cards. Yeah. Yeah, totally. Yes. Um. All right. So, Jerry, was there anything else you wanted to cover this week before we got out of here? Uh, I think that's it. All right, awesome. Um, all right, so Jerry, if someone wants to find you, where can they find you, man? Uh, I'm on Twitter at Jamie Third. Uh, hit me up there. Also, Facebook. If you want to send me a message or just in the Facebook group, I'm posting on there pretty regularly. So that group you... is hopping lately, by the way. Yeah, that group. I can't. I'm. I'm going to get in trouble at work because I'm just glued to my phone at my desk. <laughs> yeah, me too. <laughs> just pretending that I'm looking at stocks, and instead I'm just looking at uh, my Facebook feed. <laughs> we are up to almost 500 members now. Isn't that insane? Yeah, that's pretty crazy. I couldn't believe that. I looked at the numbers the other day. We're at, I'm actually looking at it right now. 495 members. That's that's awesome. Uh, if you guys haven't been on the Facebook page and you're you're thinking about it, definitely join it. It's like super. I mean, everyone there is awesome, right? I haven't had a person on there I've really had an issue with, and then when we do, we just ban them. So yeah, <laughs> or they're or they're a robot, <laughs> right? Or they're yeah, or they're a porn bot. Like I mean, really, like the only rule of getting on our Facebook page is just be a decent person, and you can definitely uh, play in the sandbox with everybody else. 
I mean, I'm okay with giving the porn bots a chance. I mean, yeah, well, it depends <laughs> what kind of porn it is, right? If it's quality porn, like, I'm fine with that. We're all adults. Yeah, cl- I'm tasteful. If it's right. tasteful, right? Oh, the pa- Facebook page is 18 plus. I don't know if anyone knew that. Jesus. <laughs> um, all right. Yes. Yeah, so, this is why when people wonder why we don't get preview cards. <laughs> yeah. Well, if, can you imagine if they gave us one of the <laughs> one of the Amacat preview cards? One of the best was Paul Chion because Paul Chion got a preview card, <laughs> and I think he previewed it like live on stream because someone just screamed screenshotted his reaction <laughs> he's just like staring like slack jaw just like you can tell the twinkle in his eyes is just like what the fuck did they do <laughs> yeah it's um it's pretty yeah yeah i've already said my piece on those so um all right yeah so you can find jerry jme3rd um and you can find him on the facebook page also hipsters of the coast hipsters uh, of the right coast Every other week, me and Aaron are still doing the pastime revised. Uh, people seem to really like my Dreadstill article, so I'm, I'm happy about that. Glad people had uh, you know, lots of things to say, lots of input. Everyone seems to want to build Dreadstill in a different direction, so it's it's fun seeing everyone kind of riffing off of uh, the ideas and coming up with their own. Yeah, definitely. definitely. We'll have to get you back on the uh, the daily update, too. Oh, yeah. It's been a while since I've been on there. Um, yeah, you can find me at Pat Ugle on Twitter. You can find the uh, you can find my stream uh, twitch.tv slash Pat Um You can find the podcast MGGcast. You can find it also on Hipsters now. Thank you, Hipsters, for that. Um, what else? Uh, I, I have a Patreon going right now to help fund uh, some additional equipment for the for both the cast and for my stream. If you want to check that out, uh, just for search for Pat Ugle on Patreon. Patreon is just a place where if you have a content creator you like, you can support them by donating uh, basically any dollar amount monthly. Uh, I think I have my goals for like one dollar up to like twenty dollars. If someone wants to donate that much, I, I doubt that's going to happen. But um, anything you want to donate, uh, it definitely helps. Uh, helps fund, uh, you know, playing additional, additional, just creating additional content for you guys. Basically, doing a lot more streams, um, updating some of our equipment that we have because everything that we've done for the podcast uh, has been out of our pockets. You know, I, you know, we bought, I bought a new computer to stream with. Um, you know, we Jerry and I have both bought microphones and we have gear for the podcast that we've purchased uh, to kind of up the quality. I think I think it's come a long way from episode I think the first one I was on was thirty five, uh, which seems like a long, long time ago. I think we've come a long way as far as the quality of our of our audio has been. What do you think, Jerry? I think so. Uh yeah. you know I mean, can't say so much about the content. Well, yeah, I mean, (laughs) we can only do so much about who we are, you know. (laughs) But, uh, but but yeah, so if that's something you're interested in, I'll drop the, uh, I'll drop the link in the show notes. If it's something you think you want to support, great. And if not, that's cool too. It's, uh, it's definitely up to you guys. I didn't even know we had a Patreon. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) This is news to me. Well, yeah, no, I just, I just started it for the, for the streaming aspect of it because it's, it, it does cost real money to get into leagues. I don't have any kind of partnership with, uh, like a you know card hoarder or any of those other um, other kind of bots that sponsor some some uh, streamers because I am still a very like small time streamer because my schedule just limits me I can't sit down and stream for six hours every day um, I have to kind of pick and choose when I can find a couple when couple hours to stream here and there so but if it's something that you think you're interested in like I said I'll drop the note I'll drop it in the show notes um, and yeah you can donate even as little as a dollar a month uh, it makes a big difference in uh, what I'm able to do for you guys so uh, so there's that. Uh, all right, Jerry, you want to get into some scoops? Scoops? <laughs> Who are you scooping yeah. in this week, Jerry? Uh, I'm going to scoop in uh, the Turn 1 Thoughtseize guys. Uh, Aaron actually introduced them to me because my article came out uh, today about Dreadstill. And they pointed out a hilarious combo that I didn't think of. 
of going Eldrazi Temple, uh, Eldrazi Mimic, Eldrazi Mimic, turn to Cavern of Souls, naming whatever Phyrexian Dreadnought is, <laughs> casting Ooh. Phyrexian Dreadnought, and then the Eldrazi Mimics become 12-12s. <laughs> and that is interesting. Beating face for 24 on turn two. 24. <laughs> <laughs> I guess even like that helps you stick... That helps you stick um, stick one of those guys without a stifle in hand, right? Right. I mean, it just becomes... So what you can do is you can stack the triggers. The Eldrazi Mimic becomes a 12-12. And then if you want to keep the Eldrazi... If you want to keep the Dread still around because it's going to stay at 12-12, you can just sack one of the Mimics to the, Eldra- uh, to the uh, Phyrexian Dreadnought. It's just too... It's too bad that Fatal pushes the format. <laughs> <laughs> Where was this? I had, a, I had a window and I didn't... I didn't use it. <laughs> so now let me think. Um, when you go to cast your creature spell, it goes on the stack, right? So your mm-hmm. opponent, before that creature resolves, has a has the ability to respond and like say bolt your mimic, and then your creature resolves, and then you'd have to sacrifice the dreadnought if you don't have a stifle in hand, right? Right. Exactly. Yeah. Okay. I'm 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 trying to uh, do a deep dive into some of the. Uh, the way prior, I, uh, there was a great um, limited resources uh, episode uh, last one of the last couple weeks, where they were talking about the the like the steps of a turn and uh, things like that, and it was really uh, it was stuff that I, I pretty much knew, but it has me thinking a lot more about that stuff because it's I play a lot of Magic Online, so that has helped educate me quite a bit. But it, it's surprising how many things get missed in Paper Magic when people don't really know the 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 steps of a turn and how the stack works, things like that. It's true. It's true. Sometimes uh, just, what's that? I was gonna say sometimes you just get glossed over. Yeah, that's definitely true. Absolutely. Sometimes you think that uh, what's it uh, what's it called does a uh, plus one minus one or minus one minus one. Yeah, sometimes you think chain lightning's an instant, and then you <laughs> realize it's not an instant, and you cast it like an instant anyways because well, you're yeah. a savage cheater. Well, I mean, how else are you gonna win? <laughs> <laughs> All right, um, I'm gonna I'm gonna scoop in a few people this week. Uh, Jerry, I want to scoop you in. Thank you for letting me borrow the true name, man. It's much appreciated. Um, I wasn't done. Oh, oh, okay, okay. Go, go ahead, go ahead. Who else is scooping this week? Uh, I also wanted to scoop in uh, Justin Corbett. Uh, met him at Gaming Etc. So it was awesome to finally meet him in person after you know interacting him uh, interacting with him on the Facebook group. Yeah, Justin's on there all the time. Yeah, he, he posts all the time. He's a, he's a great contributor, and uh, it was just great putting a, putting a face to the Facebook text. <laughs> uh, and then I'm going to dream crush Lawrence, because he doesn't believe I listen to trap music. <laughs> Lawrence, I lived in Worcester for five years. I know what it's like on the street. I represent some 30 watts. 1738 boys represent Lawrence. I don't want to hear none of your guff. <laughs> I feel like you just lost all credibility by saying, I don't want to hear any of your guff. Get off my porch. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Um, I'm going to scoop you in, Jerry. Uh, I'm going to scoop in Sissio again. He, I've been um, pulling on his ear uh, the last few weeks with uh, with playing a lot more Bug Delver. Uh, I really enjoy the deck. It's just uh, the lines and the the playstyle is extremely different than Blue Red Delver. It's significantly less aggressive. Um, I feel like you slam creatures uh, a lot later in the game than you try to in in Blue Red Delver. So that's been a lot of fun because I haven't really played a more mid rangey deck in Legacy yet. Um, so I'm really enjoying that. This is kind of important to me, Jerry. I don't know if I told you about this. So uh, yesterday I had uh, uh, I was hanging out with my uh, oh, no it must have been Sunday actually. I'm sorry. Sunday I did a uh, pretty elaborate dinner, right? I was working on it all day because I had a lot of free time because I didn't go up to gaming, uh, go up to uh, 
that's entertainment because yeah, they weren't running scared. legacy. You're too scared. It's okay. Uh, so <laughs> I was too scared to play Frontier. I don't even have the only thing I have that's Frontier legal is like uh, my fetch lands. Um, so let's see. I, I I made this big dinner, and while that was cooking, I uh, I sat down with Liam and I taught him how to play Magic. Oh. And so yeah, so he's five, and so I built two decks. I actually made them identical decks. They were they're both green white, uh, basically just lands and creatures. And uh, he stomped me in two games. It wasn't even close. Um, <laughs> and I wasn't, like, going easy on him. Um, but and then, again, we played again today because he asked me if he could play again today. So I threw in some uh, I threw in some arrests into his deck, which is, like, a two-and-a-white enchantment to basically just... Uh, it's basically just a pacifism. And uh, Because I, I didn't have pacifisms for his deck, so I just gave him a couple arrests. And uh, I threw a couple of those in there and, like, an Arbor Colossus. Just some, like, big bigger creatures or whatever and he he uh he rolled me again today so it's been a lot of it's been a lot of fun teaching him he's starting to he understands like uh you know like the the way the turn works and uh he's figuring out combat math and he's doing a really good job of of uh uh figuring out casting costs and when he can cast something and when he can't cast something so it's been a lot of fun I mean, he's only five so it's it's all pretty basic and he most of the time he plays with his hand revealed so i can help guide him but it's been a lot of fun teaching him how to play magic man Nice, that's awesome. Yeah, yeah so I'm got... going to scoop, scoop him in a top eight. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah, <laughs> Liam. <laughs> um, okay, so uh, we did the contact info. Jerry, you got any uh, any dice you want to roll for the uh, the song this week? I mean, I'm tempted. I'm tempted to just say play some uh, some trap queen to play us out, but <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to. I don't want to incite riots because people think we're uh we're we're shirking our responsibility to the listener so yeah, this is, this i got a, a big dice. list i got we a, got a dice, big list we got a big list here know, those of you out there who just want to queue up trap queen and after that you do you <laughs> you do you <laughs> all right here we go pat we got 16 uh all right so andreas olaf wollen requests beer for my horses by toby keith Featuring Willie Nelson, which is like the whitest song after Jerry is trying to uh, convince Lawrence of his street cred. <laughs> Let's listen to some Toby Keith, y'all. <laughs> Beer for my horses. That's awesome. That's a great. That is a great song. Uh, you're not helping my street cred. No, Come it's on, not. Man. It's not. But we love it here. We love it here. <laughs> uh, play us out with something sweet, Pat. All right, here comes here comes the steel guitar, everybody. <laughs> Somebody blew up a building Somebody stole a car Somebody got away Somebody didn't get too far Yeah, they didn't get too far Grandpappy told my pappy back in my day Son, a man had to answer for the wicked that he done Take all the rope in Texas, find a tall old tree, round up all of them bad boys in a higher street. For all the people to see. That justice is the one thing you should always find. You gotta saddle up your boys, you gotta draw a hard line. When the gun smoke settles, we'll sing a victory tune and we'll all meet back at the local saloon. We'll 
raise up our glasses against evil forces singing whiskey for my men beer for my horses And crime in the streets It's time the long arm of the law Put a few more in the ground Send them all to the maker And he'll settle on down You can bet he'll settle down Cause justice is one thing You should always find You gotta settle up your boys You gotta draw a hard line When the gun smoke settles We'll sing a victory tune And we'll Back at the local saloon And we'll raise up our glasses Against evil forces Saying whiskey for my men Beer for my horses Whiskey for my men Beer for my horses Yeah. 